Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's great to have a dishwasher. But sometimes you just want to put on rubber gloves and stick your hands in, and then notice that there's corn in the sink that you want to wash down the drain. And no matter how much water you pour in the different places to try and get the stream to move the corn into the hole, it just will not go no matter what. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I really love saying Happy New Year that loudly. Mm, didn't too. didn't get to do it at midnight uh, on New Year's Eve because there's baby sleeping in the next room, so we had to speak in hushed tones. You had to go, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It's not the same. It loses certain something. Um, we are recording this on the second of January. How has the year been for you so far? Oh, so we've had two days. Zoom in, it's dragging a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, quite a lot, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything? Oh, sorry. How's it been in those uh, well, I spent most of the day two today in, in a car. Uh, yesterday, uh, I was in a car um, going to see my, well, the place my mum was born mm. in Gloucestershire, which, as it turns out, has been converted into flats. And it was all very awkward while she tried to gain access by saying, I was born here. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. Why did she think it was interesting for you to see that? Well, it is quite a nice building. Um, so it's an old hospital? Well, it was a maternity home during the war. But it's been—it's sort of like a cooperative now, sort of like a very posh commune. And she she took the whole family to yeah. to look at this place. Yeah, in the rain. And how did it go? Her saying, "I was born here. Don't you know who I am?" Um, well, I remember my niece Amelia, who's only eight, going, "This is awkward, isn't it?" So <laughs> just to give you an idea of how awkward it was, an eight-year-old picked up on it. Did you get in? No, of course we didn't. It's people live there. It? We're all <laughs> wet and muddy. Eight of us in the best possible version of events. Hmm. What do you think that looked like in your mum's mind? <laughs> Welcome with warm arms. You were born here. Maybe there'd be a plaque or plaque. I would say that wrong on the wall. I don't know. Um, something terrible has happened to me. Oh, go on. And it only happened today. Somebody sent me a Happy New Year text. Yeah. So I texted back, Happy New Year to you too. It'd be great to see you sometime in 2018. Yeah. They texted straight back saying, oh, I'm around all this week and all next week. Oh, good God. You didn't mean it. No, of course I didn't, didn't mean, mean it. it. You were vague enough to say 2018. Yes. Oh. There's a clear social cue there. I'm sorry that happened to you. So I don't quite know how I'm going to um, kick that into the long grass, but that's that's a big thing that I have to um, struggle with hmm. early in the new year. Um, I have settled on a New Year's resolution, though. I've oh, got one of you. Mm-hmm. Go on, mm-hmm. 
uh, my New Year's resolution is that I am only going to follow people on Instagram whose lives look more depressing than mine. <laughs> okay. People with bleak lives. Because I, I think this is my problem. Mm. I'm looking at a lot of people's lives on Instagram and, and, and feeling envy yeah. and quite deep-seated envy. Um, and it's it's not doing me good. I don't want to see people living in nice houses. No. Don't want to see people having nice holidays. No, no. Don't want to see people having good social interactions. Okay. I just want misery. Misery loves company. Yeah. And that's how I want to approach my Instagram. And I know it gets muddy because, for example, I follow Jerry Halliwell oh, of course. on Instagram. Yeah, of course. And on the face of it, her mm. life looks very good. She's obviously very wealthy. She lives in a fabulous big house. Mm-mm. Um but, you know, I do sense a lot of sadness lurking beneath the surface there. She's crying inside. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there are some grey areas that I'll need yeah. to work through. But broadly speaking, that is my policy. I, perspective isn't something I'm good with. No, it's not, is it? No, no. No. So I could be watching a harrowing documentary about somebody in a war-torn country mm. and very briefly be thinking, oh, God, I'm so lucky. Mm. And then something very minor would happen, like, oh, God, where's the computer charger gone? And instantly I think my life is the worst life in the world. I'm the person that cried before Christmas because I had toothache and I knew I wouldn't be able to eat any sweet foods. And I cried because I felt like I was the unluckiest person in the world who couldn't eat sweet foods at Christmas. So have you had have you had no sweets over Christmas? Up, up until the 27th when my boyfriend's mum took me to work with her because she's a dentist. Were you spending Christmas with her? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, she could have just gone in that mouth of yours on Christmas Eve and had a fiddle around and fixed it. Well, I did wonder. No, it was, more, it was a bit more technical than that. What, what did, what did she, she need to do? She could have shone a torch and a fork up there, couldn't she? Yeah, yeah you're right. People, you're right. Do, people do DIY dentistry all yes. the time. She was letting you suffer. I had to wait four days. She thinks you're not good enough for her son. <laughs> and she thought, I'm going to make her suffer over Christmas. Well, I did. You know what she did? What? Bare minimum. Oh. <laughs> That's what it was. Um... So, yeah, we spent New Year's Eve with our friends, Dave and Beth. And our son, Gene, is six months younger than their son, Eric. And they play okay together, but they don't play great together. Okay. Do you think they'll get better as they get older? Of course they, of course they will. Yeah. So an age but, thing. Okay. But here's, here's what they don't do well at this age. Yeah. Sharing. Uh, well, they don't do they that age. So I constantly am feeling like I have to intervene and say, Gene, share nicely. No. Give Eric his toy back. Yeah. And what I know in my heart is Gene isn't learning anything when I do that. It's too difficult a concept for his 20-month-old brain yeah. to take in. All I'm doing is proving to them that I'm a good parent. Uh, okay, you're just and, looking good. Yeah, that's yeah. all you're doing. Yeah. If you're trying to teach a very, very small child how to share, yeah. you're not teaching them anything. You're just trying to signal to other parents mm. that you are at least taking some responsibility of your child's actions. Yeah, yeah. I just wish I could let him run amok. <laughs> Go feral. Like stick of the dump. I find that most of what I do as a parent is just tr- trying to do good things in the eyes of others. Like for the first time <laughs> in my life, waiting for the green man at traffic lights. Like it's incredibly frustrating, but I feel like I look like an evil person if I cross with a pram when yeah. it's not a green man. Yeah. <laughs> How dare she take that baby's life into her own hands? Yeah, 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 yeah it's exactly that. Um, on New Year's Eve, we, we gave both of them a bath. Together? Yeah, and it went horribly, like oh. really horribly. They were screaming and oh. it was like 
that, that very primal screaming, the throats were tearing, they hated it. It was this cacophony of babies crying. So I thought, oh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to video this. Yeah. So I started videoing it and started singing Old Lang Syne and we all joined in. And <laughs> so I thought this will be a funny, a funny video for social media. Yeah. This is something to pop up, pop up on Facebook, yeah. you know, in contrast to everybody else. Great New Year's Eve. Mm. I'll have some babies howling whilst we, with, with the juxtaposition of us singing Old Lang Syne. Great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're love thinking it. that is a hit post. Yeah. 18 likes, four comments. What? I know. 18? Yes. I just feel that that is an inappropriate number. I really felt this is... Did you post it again and say, look, hello, maybe you didn't see this the first time. I got my wife to share it. (laughs) And then I phoned Beth and got her to share it too. still just... Nothing. Oh, God. That, some of the things that get a lot of likes on Facebook. I know, I know. And that 18 and four comments, I was feeling very... um, very disappointed. Uh, the other disappointing thing that happened was at midnight, we, we sort of had the telly on. Mm. We were watching Jules Holland mm. and his Hootenanny. Very disappointed that um, Rag and Bone Man, Imelda May, Gregory Porter, none of these people were in that Hootenanny. Oh. Because every time I turn that Jules Holland show on, <laughs> they're always, just they're always right. I think he's holding them prisoner, he's holding them captive. <laughs> but maybe they misbehave throughout the year and he wouldn't let them oh, out of the cage maybe. for the Hootenanny. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, we, we had the plan to watch that until nearly midnight and then turn over the fire for the fireworks, which oh, we did. Yeah. So we turned over for the fireworks. Yeah. And I wasn't sure... If if we would hear a big countdown, so I got my phone out and I watched the second hand and then when it got to 10 seconds, I started counting down and then when it got to one, we all very quietly, because the babies were sleeping in the oh, next room, yeah, yeah. we went, Happy New Year! Mm. At which point the countdown then started on the TV. Oh. So I don't know if the TV was broadcasting in some kind of delay oh, or something, what? but it made it look like I'd ruined New Year's Eve by starting <laughs> the countdown yeah. at the wrong time. You ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think I did? I think you were asleep. I was, yeah. <laughs> what praise, time? praise the Lord, I was what, asleep. <laughs> what time did you go to bed? Um, I think I was asleep by about half 11. Okay. Up again, half one, but well, still, we slept through it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Happy New Year to the baby at half one, like this. Happy New Year. <laughs> time for Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port in whichever order that makes sense to you, you are the one perceiving it. In the computer simulation. Um, hi. It would be lovely to hear from you if you want to share your story of failed human interaction and social ineptitude. Email hello at adriftpodcast.com. As I mentioned on the last episode, it's a bit of a clean slate now that Annabelle's back. I let the email fall into such disarray. We're not really sure where we're up to with it. Um, Sorry, Annabelle. That's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> there were a couple of times during the recording of the last episode when um, Annabelle would start reading something out and I went, oh, I, th- I think I did that one already. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even 100% sure. <laughs> it could be just that I read it in the email. Anyway, it's, oh. it was just in complete disarray. So new year, new start. Yeah. Send us your story. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. This is from Hannah. Many years ago, when I was an awkward, nearly teenager, my parents were looking to buy a gas fire and I, as their child, had to accompany them to the trip to the shop. So they excitedly choose their fire and go to the till with the man to sort out the paperwork for insulation, etc. Being chronically shy, I lurk behind the displays, hiding from my mum's embarrassingly friendly chat with the salesman, and he apologises for being slow typing up the information on the computer. My mum laughed and said, referring to the fast-paced age of technology the 90s was becoming, oh, don't worry, I'm a two-fingered typist too. 
At which point, to our horror, the man laughs and says, yes, I definitely am, holding up his hands, which only had three fingers between them. Uh. I had no idea how much how mum hadn't noticed at that close range. He thought it was funny, but obviously mum was mortified and we all still feel fairly awkward about it to this day. <laughs> Safe to say mum was a bit more guarded with the small talk from then on. That is excruciating. I love that as a family, they're still, they still to this day feel <laughs> awkward about it. Years later. This is from Francis. Seven years ago, my husband and I were in Hawaii for our honeymoon. Hawaii. Hawaii. That's how Nicole Scherzinger says it. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. Hawaii. We were having lunch in a local diner. And Quite- she's Hawaii in... Is she? I think so, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Sorry, I keep inter- inter- interrupting here. Who was this from well, again? It's about Nicole Scherzinger. <laughs> Francis. It was a quiet place with virtually no one else around. The waitress was very excited when she heard our accents and realised we were British. She didn't stop talking about how great Absolutely Fabulous was and we were politely nodding along. Obviously, in her head, we had to be super fans of Ab Fab 2 along with every single other person in the UK. Anyway, she was very nice and we were chatting to the best of our abilities. She came over to the table to take our drinks order. My husband ordered a Coke and I asked for a Dr Pepper, to which the waitress replied, what kind of Dr Pepper? My mind immediately starts to fantasise. Wow, I wonder what kinds there are. Cherry? Lemon? I internally get very excited in those split seconds. I've never come across different kinds of Dr Pepper before, but after all, we are in the USA, the land of dreams, so why not? (laughs) The waitress continues what can only be a couple of seconds later. Sprite? Cola? Lemonade? Inside I deflate. Oh, I say, um, I'll have a Sprite, please. Thank you. For some reason, I felt it would have been far too awkward to reorder the drink I actually wanted. My husband and I still talk about this whenever Dr Pepper crops up into our lives, which isn't very often, and it always makes us smile. That's bizarre. So what do you think went on there? I don't I don't know. Did she say what kind? Do- maybe she think, Maybe she calls all soft drinks Dr Pepper. Now, that would be amazing. That's what I think. <laughs> if in Hawaii, yeah. the, uh, the generic term for a fizzy pop yeah. is Dr Pepper. That's my... That's my solution. What's yours? Well, um, I don't know. I mean, short of asking Nicole Scherzinger. That's my, my solution would be we oh. need to track down Nicole Scherzinger and ask her if that is true. And on the phone now. We yeah. know. Oh, no. This last one's from James. I'm a drifter in Texas, one of many, I'm sure. I have one story where technology failed me. Briefly, my girlfriend, later my spouse, purchased for my birthday a Crabtree and Evelyn bath product set aftershave, deodorant, etc., called Nomad. I loved the smell, and so did she. Unfortunately, the deodorant did not last a whole day, so I put it under the sink and forgot about it. Fast forward a few years, and due to poor planning, I only had the Nomad deodorant available. Later that morning, I caught the scent, and it triggered a fond memory of the two of us. Lovingly, I texted her, I wore my Nomad deodorant today, and it made me think of you. Fifteen minutes later, I'd not heard back, so I double-checked that I'd hit send. I had, unfortunately. Here is what my phone auto-corrected the word nomad to. I wore my mom's deodorant today and it made me think of you. (laughs) (laughs) I immediately texted a correction, but still no reply. Worried that I had weirded her out, I rushed home after work that evening. There I discovered that she'd never received any message that day. Instead... I texted the whole thing to my brother's wife. <laughs> I wore my mum's deodorant today and it made me think of you. <laughs> oh, this is good. Um, any Anything like that sort of, I guess, um, electronic communications gone awry. I was thinking maybe like posting something 
which is well-meaning on somebody's social media and it being taken the wrong way, that would be a good topic for us. Um, I also thought maybe something on the subject of trying and failing to make friends as an adult. Oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I there's a, a friend of my wife's who I feel I have a good rapport with, and I've tried on a couple of occasions to advance that friendship, and it's gone poorly on both occasions. Oh. The first one, I invited him along to something, and his his excuse for not being free sounded very tenuous to me and then the next time we saw him um i offered to email him something and he gave me a hotmail address oh what like a one they never use the one that's what i think that's what i think yeah 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 yeah. um so anything on that subject sort of trying and failing to make friends as an adult um I tell you what we always used to like on the radio show was does this make me a bad person? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So something something that maybe you think we can answer that question definitively for you. Um as well as all the usual things like pretending to know what you're doing, blurting things out. Um just any anything on the subject of failed attempts at human interaction. Email us please, hello at adriftpodcast.com. Get with it. Get with it. Get with it. With 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 get with it. Adrift. Adrift. With Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Annabelle. Yes. You have prepared a story about a, a time in recent years when you thought maybe you could become a happier person by taking up a hobby. Yes. One of the things I've realised about myself is that there are many things that I have no natural ability for at all, as it turns out, motherhood. Also, <laughs> hula hooping, baking, languages, accents, singing, cutting bread evenly. Actually, to be honest, most things, apart from clay pigeon shooting, for some reason, I got that straight away. Probably a fluke, though. I found that with cutting bread. Oh. If I cut at what I think is quite a severe angle, yeah, yeah. It, it, it ends up being quite a normal angle. Oh, that's good advice. Because yeah. I cut a bagel the other day and one slice of so thin it got stuck in the toaster yeah it was so bad but I think the thing that I perhaps have the least natural aptitude for is tennis now I know this because three years ago I decided to do a tennis course because I lived near the Olympic Stadium in East London and there was some initiative there to get local residents using the facilities at the Olympic Park getting more people to do sport I think it's part of the the whole plan legacy of the Olympics Mm. thing I mean they're probably thinking more of young people rather than me but anyway (laughs) they ran a course for those that never played tennis before and I couldn't play tennis at all but I wanted to because I think I was recently started going out with my now boyfriend and he's mad on tennis to the extent that he camps outside Wimbledon every year for two nights to get tickets for Centre Court. I don't think I knew that. Oh, it's a bit weird, isn't it? At what stage, did you did you only find that out after he'd impregnated you? No, I knew it before. Okay. No, he does it every year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know, but he might have said he was away for work or something, uh, lied oh, about oh, said, no. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just out at a strip club no. and <laughs> so ashamed of it. Yeah, that'd be preferable, wouldn't it? So I think I imagined that me and my boyfriend might spend long summer evenings playing tennis while drinking pims, even though I don't really like pims, or being outside on summer evenings because of my hay fever. <laughs> Plus I worked evenings then. But I think I also had a fantasy about it turning out that I was this incredible natural at tennis. Mm. I mean, every time I tried something new, I had that sort yes. of fantasy. Yeah. And despite being 39 at the time, an elite coach is sort of drafted in to watch me play. And then after a few <laughs> intensive sessions, I get entered into Wimbledon, which I win. And then Annabel Croft 
is really furious because I'm the more famous tennis Annabelle. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So as you can this imagine, is why you should never try anything. I know, I know the reality. Because the daydream is. Oh. I mean, that is a wonderful daydream. And, I mean, I'm still waiting for the end of the story, but I assume you've ruined the daydream. Well, we'll see. So I'm pretty excited about my course, which was called Tennis Express. I should point out that Express is spelt X P R E S S Express. But I'm not so excited that I buy any kind of tennis gear. So I just wear my boyfriend's tennis shorts, which are very big on me. But I turn up very excited, along with about nine other absolute beginners. And I soon discover that I find it impossible to even hit the ball. And I spend the next seven weeks doing a lot of swiping at air. And I'm so bad compared to everyone else that nobody wants to pair up with me. So quite often, three people play together while I play with the instructor, Keith. (laughs) Well, at least Keith will play with you. At least he's not saying, why don't you hit it against the wall? When I... When I say play, Keith hits a ball at me, which I miss. <laughs> but I never miss a lesson, even though there was a look in Keith's eyes each week when I turned up and suggested he wished I would. <laughs> and at the end of the course, everybody was invited to progress to the next level, apart from me. When I inquired, I was told that if I wanted to, if I wanted to continue, I'd have to repeat Tennis Express again, <laughs> kind of making a mockery of the express bit of the course title. I was basically held back a year. You're probably wondering why I didn't give up at this point because I did decide to do it again. But I think it's because I'd done the course once and it was a seven-week course. So this time, surely, surely I'd be the best, not the worst at Tennis Express. By the end of the first class of the new Tennis Express, with a whole new set of absolute beginners, I was by far the worst. I mean, by far, in my two big tennis shorts swiping at the air. (laughs) I, I did wonder when I was thinking about this, if I'm remembering it as worse than it actually was. I was hoping it was worse than it was. Mm. But then I remember there was one week when Tom, my boyfriend, came to watch because he was interested to see how I was getting on being such a big fan of tennis. So I asked him what he remembered about it. This is what he said. I wrote it down. I remember the rest of the class using tennis balls with rackets, but you were to one side with one other person, a very overweight lady, and you were throwing a ball to each other. (laughs) The coach had told you to do this and to take two steps left or right and then throw the ball back. (laughs) And it was with child soft tennis balls, not real ones. You were the special ones, not allowed rackets. Oh, and this was the second time you did the Tennis Express course, not the first time. After the catching game, you had to do a rolling the ball game. Rolling and picking up. It was like he was keeping two small children or dogs busy while the rest of the class learned tennis. I felt really embarrassed by you. I made it to week five of the second Tennis Express course and then I didn't bother going back again to any kind of sport until at the Olympic Park they do clay pigeon shooting express and then I am there. There are some things that move down the stream. Some of them are called Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. It's coming past you and on the sale is written G-L-A-P, which stands for GLAP. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. The organization. Adrift. We need to talk about Patreon. Patreon is the way in which you can support the podcast if you enjoy listening to it every week or if you just feel sorry for us. Um, You can pledge small amounts of money, hopefully, to try and keep us going, Hmm. both in terms of financially and and our self-esteem, really. Yeah. So we'd really appreciate it if you support the podcast, if you're willing just to donate like the equivalent of a couple of pounds or, or a pound a month or more, 
I mean, as I always say, if you are an oligarch, oh, or if you need to look, have you seen Ozark on Netflix? Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, like <gasps> part of my fantasy yes. is a money launderer yes. will need to uh, launder some money, and they could do it through this podcast. What a great way to do it! Yes. Oh. Please. Anyway, so we, we'd be really grateful to you if you're willing to just um, put aside a small amount of money every month to support the podcast. Go to patreon.com stroke adrift. And we need to talk about the rewards because uh, if you go on there, you will see that there are varying rewards. If you just support us for the equivalent of an American dollar a month, you get given a title by Annabelle. Um, but there are ones right the way up to um, some, some um, life coaching sessions. From us two, yeah, like via Skype or FaceTime or whatever, um, and we need to get on top of these rewards. Now, the the something I've realised mm. is one of the rewards is completely redundant, which is which is the one where we offer people access to deleted scenes from the podcast. Oh, yeah, I did wonder what that was. Is that me just like missing up my lines? Or? Well, I was hoping that there'd be such a um, a glut of material um. that every week there'd be all this. We'd we'd keep the gold, but there'd still be a lot of silver, and I'd be able to give the silver to uh, to to the people. Really, it'd be the stuff Patreon like subscribers. Really, it'd be stuff like me reading an email out, and then by the end, you remembering that you did it when I was away. <laughs> Not having to start again. <laughs> you go to the printer. Yeah, we go to the printer. Yeah. yeah, I mean that would be the deleted scene from this week's episode. Yeah. So, um, I know for the higher level supporters, the next one up from that, we've we've you know, promised podcast parties and so mm. on, special Patreon only podcasts. Um, so here's what I thought we could do: maybe next week mm. we could record something um, for Patreon supporters, mm. a bit like um, an AMA, you know, and ask me anything. Okay, yeah, they do it on Reddit, and you see them on Twitter, online, and things. Yeah. So what we'll do is, if you are a Patreon supporter, mm. Annabelle will send you. You can send a message through it, right? You can send people a message. Uh, I believe so. Okay. Um, asking for questions. And then next week, in addition to the episode, we can also do an Ask Me Anything, which we will then send out to the Patreon supporters. How does that sound? Yeah, or just um, may, or just email us your questions. Hello. And I'll, and I'll just check, I'll double check you're a Patreon supporter. Yeah. They, the email system on Patreon, not good. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, well, well, here's the thing. I mean, yeah. even... Um, even if you're not a Patreon supporter, mm. only they'll be able to hear it. Only they're getting the secret link to where oh, it is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, mm. so, yeah, you could just email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. But yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll give it the old college try on the messaging yeah. system on I'll there give as it well, won't we'll we? So, so that's what we'll do. If you're a Patreon supporter and you've been thinking, when are they going to do something for us other than just call me um, Viscount? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah. Then Annabelle's back now from maternity leave and we're going to get on with that stuff. And the first thing we'll do uh, in lieu of any deleted scenes is an AMA. So if you want to ask us questions, they can be personal, they can be philosophical, uh, they could be trivia questions. It's entirely... <laughs> up to you um look out for the message from annabelle or you can email us directly hello at adriftpodcast.com and to be part of that and to get to hear that um support us on patreon patreon.com stroke adrift patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n if you know where you're going it doesn't matter if the location is going in that same direction because you're already making the move Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port are adrift. Okay. 
Okay, it's the part of the podcast where we'd usually do the incident, but as I mentioned before, it's the 2nd of January, and just finding people to talk to is nigh on impossible. A lot of people are still off uh, on holiday, or you know, you don't want to bug them mm. on Twitter on New Year's Day, yeah, yeah, as it as it was yesterday. Um, so I will tell you about something that happened to me, and I'll ask your opinion oh, on it. Okay, um, and it does sort of raise the question. Like, how sustainable is finding three people every week for the incident yeah. in perpetuity? Yeah, yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, um, I've been running on goodwill for these months, Mm-mm. like sort of getting in touch with people I know by and large. Yeah, might need a rethink. Might, might need a rethink. Yeah. But, you know, that could be an exciting new feature coming to the podcast soon. Okay, okay. But we'll, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Anyway, so New Year's Eve. Mm, okay. As I described before, we counted backwards from 10 mm-hmm. then it turned out i was I, either i was counting at the wrong time or the tv was counting at the wrong time so we had to do it all over again mm-hmm. then we said happy new year and then you know we all had a little hug and kiss me mm. and my wife and my friend dave and his wife beth mm. and then after that immediately my wife left to go at the lavatory right now We'd switch the TV over, especially to watch these fireworks. Oh. Did you, you, you were asleep, so you don't, I mean, there were spectacular fireworks. I've heard some people say they were over the top. Oh. Like it was a bit gaudy. When are fireworks, there's no such thing. That's what I think. No. Anyway, so I'm watching these fireworks, but as I'm watching them, I'm feeling anxious throughout because I really want my wife to come back from the toilet and see oh, the fireworks because she's, feel, miss, she's feel, missing them. Do you feel a bit proud? Of, yeah, the, I think come see American. the city we live in, yeah, like, yeah. where your son was born. Mm. And the fireworks were happening right next to the hospital oh. where he was born. I thought he'd come back from the toilet. And anyway, it was... It, it, she couldn't have timed it any worse because she came back like two seconds after they'd all finished and people were just clapping, which then led to our first marital disharmony of 2018. (laughs) In the first 10 minutes. Because it was my feeling that she luxuriated in the toilet instead of watching the fireworks. She was gone a while. They go on a while, those fireworks. Probably like, 10 minutes doing? or more. Like really washing her hands? Or... Well, she said that her, she had a bit of a dicky tummy. Oh, <laughs> okay. But I, I think she was luxuriating in there. Uh... So my, for, for, I will ask you about this mm. like for this week's incident because it was you know the only thing that's happened to me of note this week. Right. Um, do you feel that after you've wished somebody a happy new year, there's kind of a period with which you have to stay with them before you can go off and do another thing like luxuriate in a lavatory. Well, if it had just been the two of you at home, you mm. would have just, she and the same thing had happened. Her tummy supposedly felt a bit dicky and she had to go off. You would have been on your own for the first 10 minutes of the year and they would have felt very flat and weird. But I, I feel what you're saying is backing up my argument um... that... She was just behaving like this because other people were around. Whereas if um, if we were alone, she would never have treated me so cruelly. Yeah, we go so cruelly, leaving you alone. Yeah, um, I, I I think I feel more offended that she missed the fireworks because it's it's something as it's part of our culture in a way, isn't it? I felt like she yeah, maybe, for about ten years. Yes, yeah, for about ten years. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way, she was sort of dismissing your culture. Yes, she does that a lot. It'd be like you at Thanksgiving walking out for 10 minutes during the meal. She does it a lot. Right. She Any oft- other examples? Often won't watch a sitcom if it's British. Dismissing your culture. Because she says it's too slow. Dismissing too slow! 
<laughs> what is she watching? One foot in the grave, or like I don't know, a decreasing circle. She doesn't. She doesn't like things which are too naturalistic. Oh, okay. But the other thing is, if we had been at home, I suppose I could have taken the laptop to her on the toilet and said, "Look at the fireworks." Next year. Next year. That's Next year. Make sure you've got some kind of portable device so every, <laughs> anywhere she goes, she can watch it. on, on those days, I saw um, a brilliant tweet. I think it was Simon Blackwell who said that that period between Christmas and New Year is a fantastic preparation for being old because all you're doing is sitting under a blanket and asking what day of the week it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so true. That's really good. Um, so there's there's um, a cafe I go to around the corner from here, which I've told you about before. Basically, it's this cafe that's had the very good business idea. Let's get a load of crummy old toys in here mm-hmm. so that stressed out parents can bring their kids and the the parents can just sit and stare into the middle distance while the kids sit on the floor playing with toys. Mm-hmm. So we're in, we're in there quite often. Uh, so I was in there on my own on, on both of these occasions. Uh, the, the first one, I'd been drinking a bottle of cola, right. Karma Cola with a K. Oh, right. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of my things is, as Annabelle will tell you, I really like cola that isn't either Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Mm, yeah. So I like, really love crummy supermarket cola. Roller cola. Love, love anything where you can really taste the syrup. Mm. Um, anyway, I've been drinking, drinking a bottle of this and I've got to know the waiter in there a little bit. He's a very nice man called Aziz. Um, but also, as as you may get the you, as as you may realise from listening to this podcast, I'm quite a timid man when I'm out and about in the world. Yeah. So I was sitting there with this uh, drink, and I finished it, and he sort of came into the room, and um, he said everything okay, and I got the empty bottle and held it between my fingers, and I went, "Oh, I'll have another another one of these, please." But I think I said it in too timid a voice. Yeah, that sounded quite timid. And he didn't hear what I said. Right. And he just cleared it up. Oh. So it looks like what I'd said is, can you take this away, please? Oh. Like, can you clear my rubbish away? Yeah, yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah so that, yeah. that was an awful thing that happened to me. Mm-mm. And then the other truly awful thing, um, and I mentioned this on the Ed Miliband podcast. Okay. And um, I don't know if there's a big crossover in audience or not. So apologies mm. if you've heard me say this already. I mean, to be absolutely honest, we could do with some of the audience from that podcast coming over to this one. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I'd like the traffic to flow. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I was in there and they were closing up for a few days over the new year. So uh, the the girl who works there, she's really friendly. Like she's great with Jean. 
and uh, she was saying, I said, Happy New Year to her. And she said, Oh, Happy New Year to you too. And she comes round the counter to give me a hug for New Year. Mm. So I go in and I, I give her a hug. I'm holding Jean. So it's like a slightly uncomfortable hug, like me, the baby, and this girl. But we have the big hug. But as I go in to do the hug, I realize, Oh, you weren't actually coming to hug me. Oh. You were coming to like give Jean a kiss on the forehead oh, or something. No, no. And now I look like this gropey man who's gone oh. to hug the waitress no. when she didn't want to hug. So to try and make things better, I went and found the waiter who was like right over the other side of the restaurant and gave him a very oh, deliberate and visible no, hug no, in front of her. No. So she just thought I wanted to hug everybody for the new year. And the waiter thought, why is he hugging yeah. me? Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. One minute he's telling me to take his rubbish away mm. like I'm a skivvy. <laughs> And then the next minute I'm going in for the hug. So um, those were my two less than glorious moments in the week between Christmas and New Year. It's the person that sometimes get in touch with you, but then you don't talk to them very often because you're just like busy. And it's not that you don't like them. It's just that you don't like them that much. So you just kind of lose touch and uh, go. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Another thing we need to address is... Because Annabelle is a new mother, back from maternity leave really too soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm very tired. Um, we, you, you're not really up to doing assignments at the moment, going out and doing your challenges. No, sorry. So we sort of need to think about something to go in this part of the podcast mm. where you would normally do an assignment. Yeah, what do you think? Um, I'll get back to you on Oh, that. okay. <laughs> but I thought in lieu, of having, uh, in lieu of us actually having anything, um, I could recommend some of the things I've been watching on telly over, oh, over Christmas. I love a recommendation. So have you seen the new Black Mirror yet? No. So where is your TV watching at at the moment? Because it's a weird thing when you've got a tiny baby. Mm. In a way, you should be able to have all this time to watch tv but because your brain is mush you you can't really i just imagined i would just watch netflix all night but i can't not only can i not concentrate on anything but i've been so tired that my eyes can't focus on anything so i really struggled to watch anything really apart from very trashy things like tomorrow's world have you seen that what is tomorrow's tomorrow eccleston's reality tv show it's on a tv channel i've never even heard what is it it's just her, like her life. She's no. What channel is it? Oh, e exclamation mark! Like, it's called like something like ITVB or something. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. So I watch things like that now. What are you getting out of that show? Nothing. <laughs> just like colours, moving images. Is she a likable character? <laughs> she is very sweet, and it's just utterly fascinating how the incredibly rich live. It's, mm. I do find it very interesting. As I mentioned before with my Instagram um, um, resolution, I'm not sure that watching a show like that no. would do me any good. No, that's true. Um, so I've, I've just watched the new series of Black Mirror, the Charlie Brooker's Black Mirror. And I assume it's amazing. Yeah, it's course, it's yeah. it's really good. Um, I've read bits of people sort of moaning about it on the internet saying it's not as good, but by and large, I think the six episodes are great. There's one which the consensus online and... Um, and and my wife's opinion to, uh, is that it's not quite as good as the others. It's called Crocodile. Mm. And I really enjoyed it. And it's set in Iceland. It's never acknowledged that it's set in Iceland, but it but it is. You know, you can tell from the landscape. And my wife says that if this episode wasn't set in Iceland, you wouldn't like it as much. Oh, okay. And I think she's right. Oh, okay. So I thought maybe I could chuck that out as a, a topic. Mm. Are there um, weird quirks of your TV and film watching mm. whereby you are particularly likely to enjoy something mm. or dislike something ba- based on just like a, a, a small detail? Okay, yeah. 
Um, I've said before that I don't enjoy watching a period drama. Yeah, anything where there's no kind of technology, is that right? Yeah, I don't like watching anything from, say, pre-1920, really, mm. where they haven't got you know access to telephones and they can't just get in a taxi. And you, you still stick with that? That's not something that's changed over the years? Not really, you know, no. Okay. Would you watch something set in India? I'd really love the film Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> so, yes, I would. Because you've got your weird... And I watched that film Lion and half of that was set in okay. India. No, I, I would. Okay, okay. I would. I thought I'd cut you out yeah, there. Yeah. Sanibel's got a weird thing where you will never travel to India because she thinks your, your doom I'll, awaits you there. I think I'll lose my mind. I don't understand. I don't understand it. It's unexpl- I can't explain it. You just think that if you were to ever to travel to India, it'd be equivalent of eating a load of LSD and your brain would never come back. Yeah, but then... I think maybe I've, I've got this vision of India in my head that maybe the is, isn't quite what it is. I don't know why, but I think there's a lot of paisley everywhere. Is that <laughs> <I> right? <laughs> right? What if I was wearing a paisley shirt now? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to look too hard so at it. So paisley makes you feel a bit weird. I can't hack out with paisley. I, t- I sort of know what you mean. And then in, <laughs> in the another same, way, you sound insane. It's the same as that Romany broccoli. Oh, yeah. Annabelle's got a thing. Is it called Romany or Romanesque? Romanesque. It's, yeah. It looks like fractals Mm-mm. and you think it's too psychedelic to look at. Did I tell you about the time I went round to someone's house for dinner and I was 100% sure they were vegetarian? So I didn't bother saying that I didn't eat meat because mm. I thought, well, she won't be serving meat. As it turned out, she just she's Jewish and there's just certain ways that meats are cooked or prepared or whatever that she doesn't eat. And she totally eats meat. And so she prepared meat. And I had to say, oh, I'm so sorry but I don't eat meat. And she'd sort of done a roast dinner. So she just gave me the vegetables, but the vegetable was that Romanesque broccoli. <laughs> so I had to eat it, but I, had, I just didn't look at it the whole time. So did, did you have to, you didn't say, I'm sorry, this is too psychedelic. I'm sorry, I, ne- I know I couldn't eat the meat, but I now also can't eat the vegetables. <laughs> I just had to eat it without looking at it. It was Was horrific. it trippy? It was horrific. Did you go all trippy? No, of course I didn't. There's Man. nothing psychedelic in it. I'm not that suggestible. <laughs> um, so, so this isn't quite a period drama, um, because they do have phones and things. But I really love The Crown on Netflix. Oh, no, I have heard that's good. And okay. it, I'm the least likely person <laughs> yeah. to enjoy that because I, I'm not a f- fan particularly of the royal family no. as an institution, nothing against them as individuals. Uh. Um, and I, I don't like things set in... I don't like posh things either, really. No, it's, I'm amazed you like this approach. But it's so, so good. And here's what's brilliant about it. is So if you think about The Queen... Mm. Very neutral character. Yeah. I mean, what can you tell us about her, really? Nothing. Nothing. She likes those corgis. Yeah. She likes horses. Yeah. But we, she's been around our entire lives. Mm. And she's never sort of said anything memorable apart from that time she said, uh, Anna Cerebalis. Yeah, yeah. That's her catchphrase, yeah. And, and, you know, all we've really do, seen her do is wave or appear on banknotes and stamps and things. Yeah. And the, the woman who plays her in the show, Claire Foy, she plays her in a way that feels, oh, yeah, this is absolutely the queen and this is that neutral woman. Mm. But there's just so much sort of soul and emotion in it as well. Oh. It's really good. Will your wife watch it? She adores it. Oh, God. She's yeah. not dissing that bit of your culture. No, but you know what Americans love like, uh, the royal family. They love yeah, that. Of course. Um, and then the other thing, I've, I think I've mentioned this before, mm. but I, I love it. And I'm almost hesitant to recommend it because I, I would say 90% of people I recommend it to have a quite an intense dislike of it. Mm. But it's the Maria Bamford sitcom Lady Dynamite on Netflix. Okay. Um, if you don't know who she is, she's an American stand-up. If you're a fan of Arrested Development, she cropped up in that fi- or in the last series they did on Netflix, um, Tobias. Um, 
ended up thinking he was going to a method acting clinic called the Method One Clinic. And unbeknownst to him, he was actually at a rehab clinic called the Methadone Clinic. <laughs> and um, he ended up like with this uh, addict, um, recovering addict girlfriend. And she was played by Maria Bamford and she was brilliant in that. But she's a really good stand-up. She's playing in the UK, actually, in March. Um and she has a sitcom. She a lot of her stand-up is about her own mental health issues, mm. and the the sitcom is sort of around that, and it's sort of based on a real life, and it takes place on three separate timelines: the past, the present, and the future. Um, and it's it's quite strange. There are sort of talking dogs in it, and weird fantasy sequences, mm. and bits of songs, and there are many different characters, all called Karen Grisham, who are not related to each other in any way, and it's not acknowledged that they all have the same name so you can see why it might rub some people the wrong way yeah, yeah. but if you're listening to that and say oh that sounds you know I, I'm, I'm up for something a bit bizarre it makes you know when it's at its funnest it makes me laugh as hard as anything okay. it's really good so um in lieu of giving annabelle an assignment to do mm-hmm. there are a few recommendations do you, do you have any recommendations annabelle apart from yeah, tomorrow's yeah. world britain's next model very okay. good <laughs> sorry <laughs> And that was our podcast. I think a low key starts the new year. Mm. <laughs> Do you not try and pretend it was intentional and um, <laughs> that we decided? You know, it's it's the day after New Year's Day. Nobody really wants this full on podcast. No. We're going to strip it out, and then we're going to put some new elements into it in the coming weeks, and, and try and make out that was intentional rather than, oh God, Annabelle's just got back from a Christmas break. I mean, literally, you came straight here yeah. from your Christmas break. Oh. And um, couldn't get hold of anybody for the incident. I've made a real rod for my own back with that feature. God knows what we're going to do in the replace uh, to replace Annabelle's assignments for the time being. Yeah. I mean, can can we not just try and put some kind of veneer of professionalism on it? Yeah, it's good to have the low key start. Yeah, yeah. there we go. That's that's it. Um, rate and review the podcast, please. Perhaps based on previous episodes rather than this one. Yeah, um, if you're on iTunes, it always helps if you go on there and give us a rating and review. And as I mentioned before, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com stroke adrift, and we'll be doing an answer me anything for our Patreon supporters. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. No one to thank for the incident this week. Makes my job a little bit easier. Uh, So thanks to Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox for making the eye dents and being our our announcers. And to Carla Gowlett for taking those lovely photographs of us. I look very different to my photograph at the moment. You've got a fringe today. I have got a fringe, yeah, and I'm enormous (laughs) after the the Christmas period. And thanks to Kim Rainey for doing the brilliant artwork. And to Patrick Gunning in Iwana Babu for the technical support, setting up our little studio here. And is that any, everyone? Have we forgotten anyone? Uh, I think that's everyone. I think that's everyone. So um, finally, thanks to the manufacturers of whichever smartphone auto-corrected Nomad deodorant to Mum's deodorant. Adrift. Adrift.
Okay, on to the podications. And the podication cupboard is looking a little bare, largely, I think, due to me not keeping on top of it while you're away, not begging people to send in podications and also perhaps losing some through the cracks. Yeah, I'm going to try and go through and sort it out if I get spare time. <laughs> I mean, seeing as I rarely have time to brush my teeth, I'm not sure when this is going to happen, but I'll do my best. Uh, the first one comes from Rebecca Nicholas, who says, Hello. 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 I sent it a publication a few months ago, but it hasn't been read out. That's pr- probably Annabelle's fault. Yeah, that, sorry. To be honest. sorry yeah. um, I thought I'd mention that and play on your sense of guilt to read this out. I'd like to predicate this to my husband, Nicky, who is an amazing soul. I love him completely. Completely. Wow, imagine that. That's a lot. Um, I also thought that I would take this opportunity to tell you that Nicky recently said to me, why are you saying yeah like that? It took me a while to realise what he went, uh, what he meant, until I realised I'm saying yeah like Annabelle. I don't know how you say yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> a bit like Roland Rap. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have unconsciously picked up her ways, and now I sound like I'm from Tarpots. Me. <laughs> Yay. Me. Uh, coincidentally, Nikki used to live near Tarpots no. and laughs when I tell him about Annabelle's paper round days in the area. God, I wonder if I delivered. So yeah. Tarpots is part of Southend? No, it's it's in Bentfleet. It's about um, half an hour drive from Southend. Oh, really? Mm, 20 minutes, half an hour, yeah. Oh, so quite a way then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on traffic. Yeah, depending, totally, yeah. yeah. Um, can you when, you, when you think of the streets from your Tarpots paper round, mm. what are you remembering? Um, the streets. Like many angry dogs who would go out, you know, the different, the round itself. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, seeing that I did it every morning for six years, you think I'd, years. I'd, have something, <laughs> I'd have something better to say, really. But yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember one person getting annoyed that I'd open their gate with my bicycle wheel because I would want to cycle <laughs> right up to the front door. I'm like, why would you get annoyed that I was opening it with my wheel, not my hand? I mean... What difference does it make? Were you scuffing the gate? No, no. There was there was one old guy as well who I felt like quite often this happened, but maybe once or twice, three times, I don't know. But he was an old man and he'd open the door and there'd always be something that he'd drop by the door they'd want me to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird memory. Like a 20p be like, could you just pick that up for me? So Ooh. I had to bend down and pick it up. Oh God, this is such a weird story. I'm sorry, I wish I never started it. <laughs> like I've never really thought about it until now. And then sometimes I, I, get, I, I, I might to, get to keep it sometimes. To be clear, are we having a hashtag Me Too moment here? It was innocent. It was innocent. It was it an was, innocent asking a teenage was, girl to bend over and pick something up. Yeah, God, that was weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, there are the dogs that try and bite your fingers, etc. But yeah, I mean, it's just a pretty standard suburban paper round. You see, I remember from when I was doing my paper round and, and you know, I only did it in my mid-teenage years. I didn't do it, you know, up to adulthood. Um, <laughs> just 18. Um I remember certain letterboxes really looked forward to putting the paper in mm. because it was possible to balance it and then whack it in and get, the, and get the paper like halfway across the front Whooshing room or something it. in oh. the terraced house. But then there, there's really like snappy, narrow ones that are horrific. Yeah, that rip yeah. the paper to shreds. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little pleasures in life. Oh, no. um, so there we go. There's some little Tarpots memories mm. for Nikki. Toodle Pip, all the best wishes, Becca. The other one comes from an old friend, Jeffrey Rubble, who says, firstly, um, congratulations on Adrift. Thank you. It feels a little leaky this week, but um, we're going to... You just shrugged, like, who cares? No, I mean, what can we do now? What can we do? That's what it meant. It's done, isn't it? It's too late now. I mean, we could 
No. Pause the recording, no. No. sit for a couple of hours, no. brainstorm. No, I've got to get back and feed the baby. <laughs> also, congratulations to Annabelle on being in the family way. That shows how long ago Jeffrey yeah. sent this uh, email. Sorry. Um, given her dislike of the unpleasantness, this is an astounding development. No, I didn't do that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> do not worry. <laughs> Can I say the phrase you used earlier on for a certain room at the hospital? What did I say? You said. Oh, I know what I said. No, it's gross. Okay. No. You said it. I know. Okay. Um, who'd have thunk it? Does that idiom get used over there? It does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, secondly, Laurel, two of our offspring, the oldest and youngest, and I, are often to. How do I say this word, Annabelle? Mm. Kawaii, K A U. AI. Kawaii? I don't know that word. Hmm. At the end of the week. I mean, they were back probably by the end of September, so I don't I don't know if it's relevant still, but I'll... Is, it, is it in Hawaii? I don't know. I think it might be. Well, there, there we go. It's, I think it is. It's a very Hawaii-themed yeah. podcast. Um, I think it would not only fill up some time on the podcast, and as we all know, you have plenty of time to fill up, but it would earn you a new subscriber or two if a podication hit while we were listening to a drift over breakfast or lunch on the garden aisle, perhaps? Well, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, you could save it for next year's holiday if you're mm. going on holiday next year. Yeah. But maybe it was one of those once-in-a-lifetime trips to Kauai. Oh, God. Sorry. Messed up again. Also, I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to point the finger here. Yeah, you're pointing your finger. Go on, keep talking. But... Like, largely what has gone wrong with the email has been my fault because it's happened while Annabelle was off mm. on maternity leave. Mm. But I'm looking at the date here, 5th mm. of September. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm i thinking this was some time before you you, you took the time off to go. Baby brain. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'd say what, what, I'll tell you what went on here. What yeah. I do is I scan them for a date if they want it on a particular date, but I don't scan it for... We'll be on holiday soon. <laughs> Sorry. Right, right. Sorry. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get better at it. Not worse. God, I'm gonna get worse. And are you gonna email Jeff and tell him? Yeah. Because he might have given up on us. I mean, Jeff is a long term listener. He won't, and this he might won't. be the straw that broke the camel's he's, back. He's still with us. Well, we'll see. And we'll see. I'll email him. Um anyway, he says Hello to Laurel, Alison, and Benjamin as they enjoy a drift whilst vacationing on holiday to the rest of us, on Kauai, the garden isle of Hawaii. Hawaii! You were right. If only I'd skimmed, I would have been able to answer that much sooner. They may be our only listeners on Kauai. Let's hope they spread the word whilst they are enjoying 85 degrees Fahrenheit days, the afternoon afternoon trade winds, and spam sushi. Yes, Yes, spam is a big thing on Hawaii. Didn't know that. Yeah, because they need the tin foods because they're so far from the mainland, oh. you see. That's a real thing. And no, we won't be eating it. Oh. Uh, as an aside, you may have noticed that Laurel, our daughter Zoe and I, have all subscribed to Adrift. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, it, really, uh, it, it really means a lot to us. And I'm worried that even if Jeff's still with us, Laurel's probably gone and Zoe's definitely a goner. But oh, oh. once you've sent that grovelling email, yeah. it's all going to be fine. Okay. Best of luck on the podcast, the beautiful boy and A's impending family. We've got two beautiful boys. Mm, yeah, we have. 
Um, so there we go. Jeff, thank you. And thanks for your continued patronage. Patronage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really sorry that this has taken a quarter of a year. Just over. Yeah. But thanks for putting it that way. A quarter of a year. <laughs> I mean, God. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it seems to me like he was one of the first people to get on board with a new podcast. Are you sure we haven't read it already? <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you'd like a publication, we um, we promise to get better, just generally, but also... Oh, you you look like you're genu- genuinely upset I've now. Hung, I, actually, I did actually hang my head in shame, physically did it. <laughs> you did. I felt so ashamed. Sorry, Jeff. Um, like I say, not my fault. <laughs> my fault. My fault. Uh, but if you like a podication, you know, uh, uh, what's your New Year's resolution for 2018, Annabelle? Stop biting my lips. I mean, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, be on top of page, um, her podications and emails. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you really sounded like a surly teenager as you said it. I felt like one. Um, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.